From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of W2 Group, a global marketing services ecosystem organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today, I'll be talking about the future of market research and insights with an old friend of mine, Bill Lipner, chairman and CEO at Insight Express. Bill took the reins at Insight Express after a successful 22 years as chairman and CEO of NFO World Group, a global marketing research firm. During his tenure, NFO increased its annual revenue from $5 million to a half a billion dollars. Bill took NFO public in 1993 and sold NFO to the Interpublic Group in 2000. At the start of his career, Bill served in various marketing and sales positions at Honeywell. He won the Honeywell Pacesetter Award for marketing twice and was named Marketing Man of the Year for small group systems early in his career. Throughout his career, he has built and directed senior executive teams that have established long-term relationships with some of the world's most influential companies. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Bill Lipner. Thanks a lot, Larry. My pleasure to be here. Hey, Bill, before I, we get into sort of what Inside Express is doing, you know, you're probably the, um, the perfect guy um, from your pinnacle career you know, give us a little about the landscape and evolution of market research. Where are where were we the last sort of 10, uh, 15 years? Where are we today? And what impact really is the Internet having on market research? Well, the market research industry started quite some time ago, and it was analog as opposed to digital up until the late 90s, really just about uh, 2000 when it really started to accelerate. We started to recognize revenue. Many firms started to recognize revenue in the digital space. But um, and the traditional techniques have remained but are getting smaller and smaller as the digital becomes more active and uh, present all through the world. The, um, but the methods in terms of what we're actually delivering in terms of concept testing, um, cross-media research, brand management, Advertising, tracking, uh, brand evaluation, those things are really remain quite stable with the exception of, uh, of cross-media, which has really become a huge uh, um, initiative with the Internet and also with all types of new uh, mediums to, and methods to approach the consumer uh, and, and ultimately the uh, influence the brand and, and the share of the customer. But at the end of the day, you know, the market research business is really in the business of building brand shares, repositioning brands, and evaluating the effectiveness of, of um, advertising messages. And historically, it's been analog, and you know, today uh, it's digital. It's a proliferation of market research companies and all over the world, uh, thousands, probably 7,000 or more market research companies. And... Uh, uh, so that's a sort of a little bit of a long answer to a short question, but hopefully that's helpful. Bill, 
You know, you talk about this cross-media, you know, and that that seems to be sort of one of the hot topics right now. What have you guys at Inside Express discovered about measuring online and offline marketing and advertising efforts at the same time? Well, if you, if you think about sort of the size of this market, uh, we've got a $220 billion um, media advertising and and direct mail market, 160 billion roughly, is traditional uh, advertising, traditional media advertising like print and television, digital media, outdoor radio, things like that, and the rest is direct uh, mail marketing, 60 billion. You know, the overall levels of spend remain consistent, but there's really significant changes occurring within the within the media mix. Um, so televisions are sitting around 65 billion, and network is 22, but you know, print is way down, uh, benefiting uh, digital, which is just behind network at at, uh, at $21 billion. But with the, with the proliferation of all the media channels, uh, devices, sort of content distribution, and, uh, and media, media consumption habits of consumers, it's created a real complex dynamic for brand marketers to navigate and, and plan for. Um, you know, for instance, television advertising is really just as effective as it used to be. Um, however, it doesn't reach as many concentrated eyeballs as it used to. So it's really more critical than it's ever has, has been before for advertisers to target um, their communications across mediums by audience. It's all about waste. Um, cross media is, is all about waste. And so... One of, one of the things that that um, is different today is that we can, we meaning the industry, can measure actually what happened, who saw ads and who did not see ads, as opposed to in the previous chapter of market research, it was about recall. People would actually report on what they thought they saw. So this is a huge, huge advantage in terms of speed, cost, and time for the for the current um advertisers and in the current world um, so everybody's really aggressively testing and measuring the effectiveness of new forms of advertising i guess is what i'd say what kind of impact you know you mentioned about the you know there's still a lot of relevance to television advertising you know there's i don't know whose numbers you can trust but at least yeah. the last For- forrester report i saw said they thought at least 33% to 35% of all network ads were, were DVR'd or TiVo'd. Um, do you think that is true, or you, and, and what kind of impact, even if it isn't that high of a number, is sort of the DVR or TiVo having on, um, on, on television advertising? Well, I think it's, um, you know, whether it's 25, 30, 35, 40%, I mean, it's, a, it's certainly a, a very large number. And so it speaks to viewership of the ads, and at the end of the day, the advertiser is going to find out whether their ads are being viewed or not by competent research firms that are being able to tell them whether that's happening. Um, and I think the, the mobile is, is such a, a huge area that uh, is going to impact this as, as well as we get down the the road to the future in the next chapters. Um, so, 
you know, whether it's a, a third or 25 percent, not sure, Larry, but it's, a, it's certainly not a, a positive uh, signal for network advertising. And I think digital is going to continue to grow. It's at 21 now, and I think it'll just be, become a larger, growing at 27 percent a year. That's the, that's the key. Um, digital media advertising, just less than you know 30 percent a year growth, which is enormous. So I, I think it's it's going to continue to grow, and I think it'll be continue to, continue to be measured. And um, as we move into into mobile, I, I think that is you know going to affect uh, television as as well. Um, you think, Bill, that the mobile platform and the mobile direction will take off faster than the web did? If we look back to when sort of the period around 1995-96 when it was really only about 1% of advertising spend was, was, was online, and so it took about 11, 12 years to get to this huge uh, yeah. position. You think you think mobile will be faster than that? It, uh, I sure seem to think so. Oh, totally. I mean, mobile's huge. Um, it's a small percentage, and it's not. A, and it's a small number. Today, mobile advertising in the U.S. is about a billion six, about one percent of the of the of, this, of the uh, spend, um, excluding direct mail and. I guess my view would be that new technologies, people tend to overstate how effective and how quick they'll ramp in the short term and understate in the long term. And that would be my view on the mobile thing. I think mobile is just going to be really substantial. Um, smart Smartphones, as an example, um, we've got roughly... Seven percent or eight percent of the U.S. population that have a smartphone, but the thing is that about sixty percent of those people are actually using it multiple times a day uh, for search or uh, to access the internet, internet in any way that they that they want. And um, it is, uh, I mean, if, if you think about what's coming down down the road, all types of applications for for mobile will uh, will come up. Uh, for GPS, uh, about eight percent of the world has GPS phones, I think. Uh, but that's the an uh, invested base. But in terms of new devices that are being manufactured that are that are smart, you know, it's almost a hundred percent. So you think about someone walking out of a Starbucks or say a Jamba Jamba Juice on Union Street in San Francisco, and all of a sudden they get ten feet, and someone says they get pinged on their phone, and it's Gee, Larry, would you um, just be willing to answer this one question? And if you if you would, uh, you know, please turn around and walk back into Jamba Juice, and they're going to give you all your money back times three, or whatever it happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, two things are going to there's two funnels there. One, of course, is going to be um, digital market research, which will be instant, large samples, and actionable. And the other is digital media measurement. Where people will actually measure the effectiveness of uh, digital ads on a, on a mobile device, and I think if you add those two things up, it's going to be really, really big. Our experience is uh, more the latter. Digital media measurement—we're doing a lot of that right now. 
And I think that both of those channels are going to be, I mean, just enormous. If you think about touchscreen technology and voice recognition, you can imagine yourself sitting somewhere and actually just talking to your to your to your smartphone and saying, "Gee, I need a, I need a dinner reservation here at 7:30 for four, and um, I need to go to uh, uh, Dallas on Tuesday at um, 7:30 and come back on Friday morning at nine, that sort of stuff." And you're going to get answers in seconds back from the providers, you know, confirming all the stuff, and you know, you click print and it prints on your local network computer at home if you happen to be on an exchange server or something like that, or whoever's you know server. But um, so I think mobile is going to be really big. I just got back from uh, China, and uh, there is the, every person there has an average of two mobile phones, and one they use for personal, one for business. So the the capacity for the flow of more data is just going to be huge. I can't agree with you more all around. So. Yeah. Well, you know, the next few years, I, I just think we're going to get flooded with iPhone-like devices. They may not be necessarily branded iPhones, but, you know, 3G is so fast now. I'm talking about bandwidth as opposed to the phone. And then 4G is going to come out. Um, you know, all the te- conventional testing on 4G, this is two to three years maybe, um, you know, it's it's the speed of the pipe, and it, it's going to run somewhere between 100 MIPS and a gig, and many of the tests, depending on the grid of the Internet where it was done, it was running at 2.5 to 3 gigs, which is, you know, incredible speeds, you know, achievable in tests, but not in, in practical life. But nonetheless, it'll be multiple times faster than the smartphone or the iPhones are, you know, today. And um, I don't know. I think it's going to replace, you know, more mundane functions of personal computers like email, web surfing, you know, all the stuff we just talked about. And the, the shift from PC to phone is already happening in other countries. You mentioned Southeast Asia. You know, there, I think, in my view also would be that socioeconomic realities, you know, dictate mobile phone ownership over PC ownership there. But it's... Got it. You go into restaurants in Hong Kong, and instead of having a little red circle with a line through it, no smoking. It's it's no cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I got to go to the uh, airport after this, but I've noticed as I've been traveling. Um, you know, I think we hit the pinnacle of people taking laptops out of their briefcases about five years ago, and it's incredible how fewer people are taking laptops out. They uh, and are just using smart devices. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to take <laughs> we're going to take a short commercial break right now. So uh, please stand by, everybody, and we'll be right back with Bill Lipner, one of uh, the market research industry's giants uh, and CEO and chairman of Insight Express, with more of the conversation. We'll be right back at Market Edge. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. 
free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Um, hello? Uh, Welcome to our website? Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. Domain Masters. Rick Schwartz, a.k.a. Domain King and Webfather. The Europeans should be snapping up these dot-coms because they're getting a great value because of the weak dollar. Same thing with the housing market. With a weak dollar, the people from other parts of the world can come in with a stronger currency and really get some great value. If that happens, that will uh, save the day. And historically, it has happened. If it doesn't happen, I think we're in for a really, really tough ride. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Bill Lipner, Chairman and CEO of Inside Express, talking about the future of market research and insights. And Bill, you know, in the first uh, half of the show, uh, you, you mentioned something that was interesting to me, um, you know, about sort of immediate research or, uh, you, know, you know, sort of really quick data. And it makes me remember, um, and if the audience uh, doesn't know, I, I worked with Bill a bit uh, a few years back, and one of the things Bill did was um, he took me to tour the old NFO uh, office in Toledo where they literally had a almost a uh, manufacturing line of putting together giant reports, and those were sent off to marketing managers at big companies like Procter & Gamble, and et cetera. You know, that obviously is the past, Bill, but is it really going to continue the, the research and insight industry to become almost real-time? Well, I think it is. Um, with the digital world that we, that we live in, you can get information instantaneously, often the same day, often overnight, in more complex studies in a, in a few days. Um, but the, like in advertising, the conventional measures of like awareness, um, ad recall, um, sort of message association, uh, attitudes, favorability, intent to purchase, uh, uh, preference and loyalty. I mean, all those kinds of things and persuasion um, can be measured so quickly, Larry, today compared to 
uh, asking these questions on a recall basis uh, using more analog techniques. So uh, the answer is yes, everything is going to become faster and faster and faster. There's a, there's a number of sort of programs and systems where they were, there will always be a place for, say, a certain percentage of the market research world which will want to place a product in a home or something like that, and that takes time. But when it comes down to um, the proliferation of, of mobile devices and then, like we were talking about earlier, smart mobile devices in the hands of the world, it is going to mean sort of immediate answers to important questions for brand marketers to make decisions on which ads to place on which sites, how often, uh, what the media mix is going to be. You know, do I hit the brakes on um, on network advertising and hit the accelerator on digital? And on digital, you know, the agency tested five ads, uh, Mercedes-Benz, and I'm on, I've got a display ad on Forbes.com, and I need to know lots of things. Uh, you know, which of the five ads is the best on which site? And it's really measuring the synergistic effects of channels and combination, and all those things happen really fast digitally. And not only does the, does the is the data gathered, you know, very quickly, it's delivered very quickly. So people have the ability to make really big decisions fast, which is a competitive advantage that we all know exists. Hey, you know, it makes me think about, and I've asked it to some of our other guests. You know, what's going to happen to sort of the traditional advertising agency as, and also, you know, market research used to be just sort of the insight or the data business, but what you just described is, you know, research may be becoming part of, you know, directing ad traffic, you know, and making sure it gets to the right places. So, in a way, becoming an executor of certain marketing uh, programs. So maybe, Bill, your view of, you know, the services side of this, where's that going? Well, I think um, I think market research because of the – here's a, a really big thing that, you know, we think about all the time. Even 10 years ago, people wanted 95% or 98% accuracy. And today, they have to balance that number with speed and cost being third, sometimes cost is second. But it's really about, gosh, if I can have, if, if I can be 90%, if I think 90% of the time this is going to be the right answer and I can have it in eight times faster than I could otherwise, people are doing it. And that's that's happening now. Sometimes it might be a lesser percentage. 85% is good enough for me in this application because I need an answer, I need it quickly, and you know, I don't need that. I need it to be. I need to make a good business decision, and I don't need to make a good statistical decision. Uh-huh. And that will allow market research to enter the critical path functions of um, brand marketing, um, where ads are placed, how often, um, on what sites, and things of that nature. So I think the answer is yes. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, shifting a little bit, um, you know, the sort of the flavor of the day is the the impact social media is having on on marketing and and just communications in general. 
Um, yet, when I look out on the landscape, I don't see a lot of measurement or analysis or insight for everything from MySpace, Facebook to, you know, even the more micro-segmented conversations that are happening in the blog sphere, et cetera. What's your view from, you know, more of an analytic uh, point of view of, of that whole space as it starts? It seems to be maintaining its momentum. Well, I think so. Um, word of mouth, buzz, uh, privately managed com- uh, communities. Uh, we manage here at Inside Express about uh, 25 uh, private uh, panels for different uh, brand manufacturers. And um, it's sort of the holistic view of it's all about the consumer and what can we learn about the consumer. And it's not just um, Nielsen or IRI information. It's not just um, what's happening. It's about the diagnostics. Why is it happening? And why are people buying something, buying a service, or buying a product? And you know, part of the holistic view of the consumer on a particular brand or product or service, you know, includes all those things that you've been talking about, such as um, word of mouth and and uh, uh, privately managed communities and just trying to find out everything you possibly can about your about your brand because it's so dynamic today. I mean, every single day the media mix is changing. People are exposed to different types of stimulus and on different devices at different moments and under different delivery channels. So I think, um, you know, one of those things that people need to, know a lot about is the consumer and that's a big piece of it i think they'll continue to grow yeah i agree with you and they'll probably continue to grow uh you know companies that specialize in researching um you know on those conversations as well yeah i i think the i think in our chapter and the next chapter we're coming down the road in in the marketing information business it's like who can build a marketing information company, sort of the next generation marketing information company that is data-based, that is also fed by a variety of sources of information? And historically, you know, these large companies have um, that have the market research and marketing information companies that have been built up trying to do it at all on their own, and I think we'll see an awful lot of, we're seeing more and more now, but partnerships where people sit in the room and they say, gosh, you know, we're really good at this and this and this and this, but we're not going to do, we're not going to go build that. You know, we'll partner in this area, partner in that area. Um, But I think the, you know, the issue is that substantial amounts of important information can be gathered and delivered in real time that just wasn't possible before. Yeah, and it's going to have just huge impact on, I think, the way marketers spend, uh, how fast they spend, and really, I think it's also going to affect the planning process. You know, it used to be, you know, you would plan out for a year. I think marketers are going to have to really shorten that, you know, to, to much smaller time frames. Don't you agree? 
Yes. Uh, by the way, you asked a question about what's going to happen to the traditional, you know, advertising agencies. I think, you know, they better get digitally minded pretty fast because the traditional models are, you know, there's sort of the core base business that's going to hold for years and years to come. But it, you, you got to being digitally oriented is very, as you know today, very very important, and so. Maybe the ones that are can be most successful, and the ones that aren't will be sitting in the back seat. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, hey you know, I'm, um, you know, I've always been interested in innovation and, and new companies and, and all that. But one thing I've noticed, and you know, and I'm sure all the, our, our listeners have noticed, especially all the senior marketing people, that the the research industry seems to be consolidating a lot. It, you know, it, it looks like it might end up just being Nielsen and, and, and WPP um, if they win their TNS battle. Um, but, um, y- you know, I'm hoping that there's also a lot more companies like Inside Express out there that are bringing innovation and creativity to this. What's your view of the consolidation and, and the innovation side of, uh, of your industry, Bill? Well, I think the two things. You know, there's going to be the giant Goliath that you just talked about. And the consolidation of the market research industry is, is going to continue. Um, but the difference is companies that are smaller, nimble, quick, fast, very, very digitally oriented, that were built as a digital business, that breathe as a digital, digital business, and that have powerful developers and that can create things that have people that have, that have a a group of people that think and and that can be on the street, learn about what is important, or identify something they think is important, and those that are the leaders go create it quickly. Um, these are the kind of companies that can move much, much faster than the big Goliaths in this regard, just by nature of the beast. And... Um, so that's the exciting thing about the digital space, and I think there's always going to be plenty of room for uh, smart, uh, digitally-based businesses that are in the right niches to help build brands here, reposition brands, and evaluate uh, the effectiveness of advertising messages. Well, Bill Lipner, Chairman and CEO of Inside Express, you led the way in the first generation of, uh, of market research's transitions, and now as CEO and Chairman of Inside Express, um, you're leading it again. And I want to thank you very much for being our guest on Market Edge today. Larry, it was a real pleasure. I enjoyed it very much, and um, I've admired what you've done in your career, and uh, you've, not, you've done it again in creating the W2 Group. So congratulations. Thanks a lot, Bill, and thanks again for being my guest today, and thanks everyone in the audience for listening to today's Market Edge conversation. Research and analytics is only going to get more important as we start to face the complex merging of technology and marketing. Tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time in the United States at webmasterradio.fm. For now, this is Larry Weber, your host of Market Edge. Bye-bye.